0: Hey magic makers, Kelsey Foremost here, founder of Magic Words Copywriting, marketing expert and copywriting expert coming to you live from my childhood bedroom to actually talk about my favorite thing, magic words. So I wanted to do my first sort of full episode of Find Your Magic to explain how I got here and why I named my company Magic Words Copywriting, and I'm actually going to go over a few of my favorite go-to copywriter tricks that you can take away after this episode, implement them on your own website, in your own emails, in your own social media captions, and actually see the magic happen for your business. So when you leave this podcast episode, you're going to know a lot more about me, but you're also going to have three takeaways that you can go and use on your own copy and up-level your conversions and your profits. So let's get to it. I am Kelsey Foremost. And as I said, I'm sitting here recording this in my childhood bedroom. If you missed why, then check out the previous episode. But I am so excited to be here talking about this, finally making this dream of this podcast come true, making it a reality. Um, I think there's just something so cool about podcasts in particular because I imagine you listening to this on your morning drive, um, walking outside, taking in some fresh air, or, you know, just taking a break from your screen. Maybe you're, <laughs> if you're eating a sandwich over the sink. I don't know. But whatever it is, I'm so happy that you're making me a part of your day. And I'm really, really grateful that you are tuning in, listening to this story of mine. So where does this story start? Gosh, well, I think the best place to start is in 2017, New Year's Eve, 10 p.m. Dun, dun, dun. So (laughs) I'm thinking about this story that I've told many times about the, the moment I decided to start this business. And it's just now striking me how absurdly poetic it is. And I'll tell you why in a moment. Um, man, life just comes in cycles, doesn't it? So New Year's Eve, 2017, 10 p.m. So it's not midnight, right? It's like well before. I'm sitting on this very couch. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see this white couch next to me. I'm sitting on that couch. My mom is next to me completely asleep and her dog, Rookie, who I adopted for her, is loudly snoring on my lap, and I am mindlessly scrolling through TV channels, and everything is about the new year and resolutions and workouts and blah, 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 and so I do what most of us do. I pick up my phone I'm watching TV mindlessly, but also scrolling through Instagram. So really just grand slam of self-loathing. And I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing all of these engagement announcements and wedding photos and pregnancy announcements and gender reveals and all of these giant milestones that people tend to share around the holidays and especially around New Year's. And just feeling absolutely like I missed the memo of life. Here I was, 10 p.m., single. I had I had just broken up with a guy who I thought I was going to marry, but found out he was cheating the whole time. Um, I had just been laid off from my fancy corporate writing job. Uh, my whole team, the the entire magazine, went under. Uh, and I was also about to move into my first big girl apartment where I was going to be financially responsible for every bill for the first time in my life. So cue Alanis. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? I was jobless, single, financially responsible for everything for the first time really ever in my life. And I felt so alone so alone and i just knew something had to give and by the way i also i'm coming at this point from over 10 years in the entertainment industry as an actress and also as a screenwriter but mostly as an actress i started out in theater i did work with the royal shakespeare company over in the uk I was in New York. I did some off Broadway stuff, um, my favorite of which was Sleep No More, if you guys ever saw that or heard about that. And then I ended up moving to LA to be closer to my family. My family's in San Diego um, because my dad was sick and I needed to be on the same coast as my parents. Um, And I moved to LA not knowing anybody, but continued my life as an actress, made some good friends, um, made a lot of successful moves. I was on really big shows like Modern Family and New Girl. And um, I was in a movie with Zac Efron and I was in an Emmy-winning show called Zach and Mia, which is currently on Netflix and you should totally watch it. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. And despite the success of my acting career, I just still felt like it wasn't quite what I was meant to do anymore. And I feel like a lot of, especially creative people, come across this in their lives where they think, oh God, I've spent a decade investing in quote unquote making it in this creative field. I've spent thousands of dollars on training, on you know, marketing materials. When you're an actor, you have to get very expensive headshots and make your reel. And there's, there's just so much that goes into being a creative professional. It's ridiculous. And so when you have this crisis where you're like, well, shit, is this not the thing? Then you feel super guilty because you're like, well, God, did I waste all that time and all that money just to figure out that it's not fulfilling me anymore? So in that moment, Again, taking us back now to the couch, New Year's Eve, twenty seventeen, dark night of the soul. I leave. I go in the bathroom and I just sob, just sob for a good hour. Um, and you know, we've all had those crying on the bathroom for moments. I think they're really cathartic, honestly. And I made a decision that the next day. I was really going to start to get curious, truly curious about what it was about acting, about what it was about being a screenwriter. Like, what was the kernel of truth in there that made me come alive? And how could I pivot what I did with my days to make sure that I fanned that flame and that I? pursued a path that wasn't just a path that was that I was taking because I felt like I should, right? Or because I wanted to make a certain amount of money or because I wanted a certain amount of clout, whatever. I wanted to get curious about what else can I do to make sure that I'm giving the gift I want to give to the world. And that is the moment I love to call finding your magic. It starts with getting curious. And from getting curious, we get honest. So I started to think, what is it about acting? What is it about screenwriting that actually makes me happy? And through a lot of soul searching and a lot of listening to TED Talks on YouTube and podcasts and all the things, what I determined was that it wasn't that I liked acting out a script what i liked was feeling like, like what i liked was imagining somebody on the other side of the screen seeing my performance and recognizing themselves and feeling like they wanted to that like they felt deeply seen right they felt deeply heard they no longer felt alone that that was the kernel That was the truth. And I thought, how can I take that and turn that into something that I can do for money so that I can support myself, but also that I can connect with people because that's my gift. My gift is making sure that people feel deeply seen, heard, and not alone. So again, through a lot of curiosity, a lot of exploration, Um, and a lot of conversations with friends in other industries, I ended up speaking to one of my best friends from college who was a copywriter. And she was describing how amazing it was to learn these sort of psychological magic tricks, combine it with her love of writing. She writes a lot of like personal essays and she also writes fiction. And what she was able to do was take those psychological magic tricks from copywriting, marry it with her love of just narrative writing, mix it together in a blender and help business owners feel deeply seen and heard because she was helping them describe who they were and what they did and the gifts that they were giving the world in a way that made it more likely for their ideal clients to be able to find them and want to pay them. And I thought, my God, like this is this is the thing. This is it. So I took a ton of classes. I mean, like 10 grand worth of copywriting classes, we're talking. And I'm so happy I did. I just went full out Really learned. And the more I learned, the more I loved it. And I started connecting with these female entrepreneurs online who had these wonderful businesses, life coaching programs, courses, products, and all of them had the same problem. They weren't feeling seen or heard in the echo chamber of the internet. And I took what I learned about copywriting and I had conversations with them about what was really important. And I used those psychological magic tricks to write them website, copy, email, copy, and social media copy. And I watched their numbers skyrocket. And that was the moment when I thought, damn, like I can really do this. And not only can I really do this, I really love this. I love having these conversations with women about why they started these businesses. I love getting these emails from them saying, my website traffic tripled last month. I can't believe it. My program just sold out. Oh my God, this is insane. It was so, it was like the the cartoon light bulb went off over my head and I just thought, dang, all of that dark night of the soul stuff, really led me to something that is making me so much happier than the thing I was doing while I was still living my life on autopilot. And I think a lot of you listening probably can identify with that situation. So that was how Magic Words Copywriting was born. I named my company Magic Words Copywriting for a few reasons, but Briefly, I'll just tell you it's because magic is my favorite word. It's the note, it's the word I've always doodled in the margins of my notebooks. It just makes me happy, it makes me excited, it feels mysterious and fun. Um, but magic is also one of my favorite things to think about because it's something that we make, right? You go from Nothing to something because you say a magic spell or you make a potion or whatever it is. You put words together in the right way and you make magic. That's why I call you guys my magic makers. And I love that because it's so empowering. It implies that we are the ones in control of our destiny. We are the ones who make it happen by learning what we need to say, what we need to do, to create the thing that's inside of us, to give life to the thing that's inside of us. Plus magic words, copywriting just sounds cool, right? It's like kind of a pun. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm a word nerd. Always have been, always will be. Um, so yes, magic words, copywriting, that's where it comes from. So now we turn to a little bit more about my second year of business, which was... I was writing copy for all of these entrepreneurs and loving it, but I was starting to get burned out and I was realizing, well, crap, my calendar's full and I can't take on any more clients. And the only way that I can scale is to continue to raise my prices. And I raised them and I raised them and I like really raised them and people were still paying it. And it was very exciting, but I started to feel like crap about it. Because I thought, dang, it's really not cool that these women are having to hire me over and over and over again to write copy for their business when really it's coming from inside them. If they could just learn a few simple copywriting skills, then they could write their own high converting copy, save thousands of dollars that they could then reinvest in their business and scale themselves. And I thought about this and I thought about this and I thought about this and I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create my own signature course. I'm going to create the course I wish I had had when I started my business. And so I lovingly over the course of, golly, it took me a long time, eight months, uh, created my signature course copy class. It is my baby I am so proud of it. It has taught over 7,000 people at the time of this recording how to write their own high converting copy. It teaches uh, copywriting 101, like the basics of what copywriting is and why it works, which stay with me. We're going to get to in a little bit. It teaches the most important psychological magic tricks that copywriting can give you as you sit down to write so that you feel empowered and you never have writer's block. It walks you through how to identify your ideal customer so that you can literally take the words out of their mouth and make them feel seen and heard, which makes them want to give you their money. It walks you through exactly how to write a high converting website which honestly that module alone is so stinking valuable. It's crazy because a custom copywritten website costs like at least three grand, if not more. And then finally it walks you through the basics of email copywriting and email marketing. And that's my favorite because your inbox is where you make your money. That's where the sales happen in the emails. And we're going to be talking about all these things kind of top level as this podcast continues. And I'm so excited to talk about all these things with you. I just want to, I just want to share everything in this first episode with you. But we're going to start at the beginning, just like Maria Von Trapp. Start at the very beginning. Because it's a very good place to start. Didn't I tell you I was a musical theater nerd? I digress. So... To wrap up, Copy Class—that's my signature course. It is my baby. You can learn more about it at copy copyclass If the cart isn't open, no worries. Sign up for the uh, sign up to be alerted when it does go live. It is so 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 worth it. That's my spiel about Copy Class. So the reason I created, I started creating courses and I also started creating templates, fill in the blank, easy to use, easy to understand copywriting templates that you can just download, fill in and go um, was because I wanted people to be able to write their own high converting copy and feel super confident doing it. And I got to say, I took a financial hit at first and that's okay because I feel good in my soul about being an educator rather than a one-to-one service provider right now. And that's not to say that I might not, you know, do something in the future with clients in a one-on-one setting. I don't know. But for now, I'm really, really happy with my courses and the templates and being able to show up for free with content like this on the podcast, on YouTube, um, and on Instagram too. So, Now that we've talked about how I currently help people and how I got here, let's talk about copywriting for you so that you can take away a few tips from this episode, implement them in your website and your emails, and see your conversions and your traffic increase by up to 300%. Because businesses that invest in copywriting see three times the conversions, traffic, and sales of businesses that don't, which is a very nerdy fun fact that I love to share with people. So first things first, what exactly is copywriting? It's totally okay if you were wondering that, if you were like, she keeps saying copy and copywriting. Like, is that the little C in the circle? I don't know. So let's bust that myth right now. Copywriting, the textbook definition, I'm pushing invisible glasses up my nose. The textbook definition of copywriting is the art and science of getting readers to take a desired action. So the art and the science. Part of it, the art is like your personal brand, the way you speak to people. I always tell people you should always write how you talk as much as possible. You don't have to be a buttoned-up professional, and you don't have to fake it either and be all cutesy if that's not who you are. The art is your personal brand, who you are at your core. It's your magic, right? The science, so copywriting is the art and science of using words to get readers to take a desired action. So we talked about the art. Now we're going to talk about the science part. The science is really cool because all it is, is psychological magic tricks. There are ways to word things. There are ways to structure sentences that trigger our brain towards making a decision that's really where the cool magic part of copywriting comes in because once you know that science once you know those formulas once you know those tripwires that get people to perk up and pay attention or oh dang I need that and click subscribe or add to cart or whatever you're trying to get them to do the science is like the structure the art is you. I like to think of it sometimes as following a recipe, right? Like we get a beautiful cookbook and maybe you're trying to make some pasta primavera. (laughs) We're making this up as we go. And the science is the recipe. Like you open the book and it's like one cup of this, half a cup of that, two tablespoons of this. That's the science. But then you taste it as you go along, right? And you go, you know what? I would like a little bit of oregano. Call me crazy and you throw that in, that's the art, that's you, that's, that's what makes it unique, right? So copywriting is both recipe and artistic interpretation of that recipe. And as I said, all of this, the art and the science is about using words to move your reader towards a desired action. That action could be anything from subscribing to an email list, to hitting that like button on an Instagram post, to enrolling in a $10,000 coaching program. You have to move your reader towards taking an action if you want them to stay engaged with you or purchase something from you, no matter what, no matter what business you're in, you need copywriting. And I don't say that to sound alarmist or salesy, but you do. Because if you don't know how to use your own words, which is everywhere, by the way, right? Like think of all the places you have words for your business, every single page of your website, sales pages, email funnels, general newsletters, social media captions, your bio, when you are introduced on a podcast, video scripts that you might be doing, your course, anywhere you're speaking, showing up, writing, anywhere there are words that represent you and your business, that's your copy. So why not learn how to use those words to get people to engage with you, follow you, learn to know, like, and trust you, and eventually buy from you. Copy just helps people know who you are, how you serve them, and how they can pay you to help them. That's it. So now that you know what copywriting is, I am going to give you a couple of quick copywriting tips to start to implement when you sit down to write something for your business. It's going to make you just think a little bit differently about how you are representing yourself, right? Okay, so the first thing that I want to tell you when it comes to copywriting, thinking like a copywriter, is you want to make sure that there are two separate versions of you. There's the writer version of you, like the creator, the cool person who's maybe sitting down with a glass of nice merlot and maybe not merlot. We seen sideways. Uh, maybe like a maybe like a malbec. We'll be we'll be fancy. Sitting there with your malbec, you're you know, you're the artist, you're you're letting things flow, you're writing, you're you're feeling yourself. The other version of you is the asshole editor. This is the person who comes in and goes, "Ah, ah, ah. you got to cut that sentence, even though you love it. You got to clean this up. This needs to be clearer. All of that. You've got the writer you and you've got the editor you. This is the first big tip. And it sounds obvious, but it's so important. Your editor asshole self is not allowed in the room when your artsy writer self is at work. When you first sit down to write something for your business, Leave the judgment at the door. Do not try to edit as you write. When you sit down to write something for your business, your only job is to write something for your business. And when you're done with writing it, then you can put down the mall and you can invite the asshole sober editor in and they can do their job, okay? The writer and the editor are never in the room at the same time. Leave the judgment outside while you're writing. Cool? Great. Next thing I want to say to you is when it comes to that editor, they are very important because one of the most important things to think about when you're writing copy for your business is you want to make sure that above all else, it is clear. You do not want to use a lot of flowery language. You don't want to fancy up your writing. You don't want to sound like a thesaurus. And you don't want to sound like a clinical, corporate, like walking LinkedIn profile. You want to be as clear as possible. So that in and of itself can be a little bit confusing. What does that mean? Be clear. Well, here's a tip. When you sit down and you're editing, think about how you would explain what you do to a third grader. Third grader is about nine years old, yeah? So that third grader is gonna get and understand like big concepts. You can walk them through, they're smart. Like they're a lot smarter than people give them credit for. However, if you start to lose them and you lose their attention, they're gonna go wanna play video games, right? So when you're reading what you've written, Think, would a third grader understand this? Would a nine, 10-year-old get what I'm saying here? And if the answer is yes, then you're being clear. If the answer is no, then you need to go back and make some adjustments. No big deal. You just want to make sure that you're not losing your reader by not clearly explaining exactly what it is that you do, like right up front. You don't want to... in entertainment, we call it burying the lead, which means uh, like if you're writing a script or you're writing a long article, even you're putting like the most important information way too far down the page. People are going to check out before they get to the lead. So don't bury the lead. (laughs) Be clear right up front about who you are and what you do. The last thing that I want to leave you with about You know, when you sit down and you put your copywriter hat on, perhaps the most important thing is to acknowledge this one fact. Whenever we sit down to read anything as consumers, as ourselves, as human beings, we only have one question in our minds. And that question is, what's in it for me? I know that sounds borderline depressing, womp, womp, but it's true. We are creatures of wanting to know how we can improve our lives. We wanna know what's gonna make things go faster, better, cheaper. We want the shortcuts. We want the information that's gonna get us there faster. We wanna know what's in it for us and we wanna know immediately. So when you're sitting down to write copy next time, Put yourself in your reader's shoes and come with that question. If I'm my reader and I'm looking at this copy and I'm thinking, what's in it for me? Is that question being answered? Am I the writer of this quickly telling my ideal client what's in it for them if they work for me or if they work with me, if they hire me, if they buy this product? If the answer is yes, if you are quickly letting people know what's in it for them, Great. Keep that up. As you continue to write, keep that ideal customer in mind the entire time. Shy away from describing yourself, shy away from telling, you know, long stories about why something's great. Tell them how their life is going to get better instead. Put it in their minds how, how what their life is going to look like after working with you or after buying the product you're selling. Make it about them. Tell them exactly what's in it for them. I hope you guys liked these mini copywriting tricks and this little lesson on what exactly copywriting is. And also, I hope you liked my story of how I came to be a copywriter. We are going to be talking a lot more as the season goes on about actually what it takes to build a business, what it's like to be an entrepreneur, Um, As I said in the first episode, we love getting into mental health. I talk about my business, but I talk about my feelings, too. And I especially love talking about my feelings about business. So Find Your Magic is going to be a lot of conversations about what it's really like to do what you love. But it's also going to be actionable tips so that you can start to design a life that you are excited to live. Thank you guys so much for being here. I will see you next time, Magic Makers. Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me thank you for being here now go out there and find your magic